Never trust a minister who speaks of nurture, meekness, and holiness, but whose library is filled with books on how to make your millions, or is involved in selling you snake oils that will cure ailments that have confounded the medical world. Humility is not found in the paths of those who want riches at whatever cost, and wisdom is nowhere near the door of those who seek to impress you with knowledge. Offering information for your mind, enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. The humility of heavenly wisdom. Good day, guest. Hello. Glad to see you back again. Please introduce yourselves and tell, tell us of a Bible character who represents humility to you. Uh, my name is Marcellus, and Christ is the obvious thing to me. I mean, he's everything. He's the beginning of everything and the creator of everything, but he gave it all up to become sin, to become a child mm. and then die for us. Awesome. Hey. Um, I'm Lisa Poirier, and the biblical character I would think of, Jesus is a really good example, <laughs> um, but I would also um, probably go with Zacchaeus because mm. he's actually somebody who went through the process of learning humility because he was a wealthy mm. tax collector. He cheated some people of their taxes probably, um, but he had a desire to see Jesus and Jesus went to his house and, and he ended up giving back to the poor and um, paying back those who he cheated and, and really learned the lesson of kind of putting others before himself and paying back to others what he stole from them originally. So I thought he learned the lesson there. So. Nice, Lisa, hello. <laughs> I'm Vanessa. Um, the first name that comes to mind is Abigail. Uh, my mother's name is Abigail. So uh, just how she handled the whole situation with her husband, disrespecting David, and uh, really was very wise in how she presented herself to David and kind of smoothed that situation over. Mm -hmm. um, after David had been doing so much for Nabal, um, and then for, for the man to refuse to accommodate him and his men, um, she got in there and she, she acted quickly. And when she saw David, got in front of him on her face, with her face to the ground mm. and made the situation right through her humility. So Awesome, thanks. And hi, Mom Abigail. <laughs> <laughs> Marcellus, can you read our scripture today and offer a prayer for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll be reading James 4.10. Okay. Um, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Father, I ask you to humble us. In the name of your son, Jesus, amen. 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 In general terms, what do people, it seem, what do, what do people think about meekness and humility? What do you see? <laughs> what do you see out here? Did you see that? <laughs> I saw that. It was a chain effect. <laughs> you, 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 domino. <laughs> There's nobody here. <laughs> well, um, I, I think that humility is confused for weakness hmm. in the secular terms. Uh, humility, uh, willing to be the least, willing to be the last, willing to do the grunt work that nobody else wants to do. Um, allowing people kind of to just take advantage of you rather than fight with them or get revenge or whatever, what have you, um, is seen as, as unintelligent and, and, and weakness, um, mm. especially in business. I've worked at uh, very large uh, conglomerates 
in New York um, and the publishing industry, and it's, you know, that bottom line, you're always looking out for yourself, your own interests, politics, big business, various fields. Mm -hmm. So I think on a, on a bigger, the bigger scale of the world population, humility is a problem. <laughs> hmm. Or is something that is 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 not not at all uh, something that you would aim for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd also like to add that I think some people um, might like the idea of of humility and being humble and putting others before them, but I think it's hard for people to actually go about that process. Hmm. Like I think they'll they'll say to themselves like, oh, you know, I should probably like I don't know give to a charity. I should, I should, I, I don't know, I should be more humble in my daily life, but I think it's harder when you're going through life to actually go about those steps. And it's easier to be a thought than an action, I think. Mm. So. Easier to be a thought than an action. <laughs> what do you think of when you hear the word meek? What comes to mind? Uh, my friend used to tell me this story of when he, um, one, the one time he was reading the Beatitudes, like when it first stuck out to him, like it, this, the Beatitudes grabbed him. Mm -hmm. um, he said he was reading, and he gets to, and the meek shall inherit the earth. And he goes, I'm so meek, I'm going to get the earth. <laughs> and that's what I think of. Remember the meekness. I'm so, so meek, meek that I'm going to get the earth. I'm going to inherit the world. Yeah. <laughs> that is just too much. I'll, what an oxymoron, but I get, I know he's probably but being funny, but. To push it further, yeah, I think about the inheritance, inheriting the earth and wondering, like, why is that? Like, what is that, that hmm. giving the earth to the me? Like, what, and what does inheriting it even really mean? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? What does inheriting the earth mean? No, I have no thoughts on that whatsoever. <laughs> well, but, we, we can stick to me. We can, we, yeah, no. Non-sequitur. Right. Just me. And in terms of meek meaning meaning poor or lacking mm -hmm. or, you know, a meek person is wearing hand-me-down clothes or a meek person is, um, you know, very quiet and in the background and not doing much, not saying much, not rocking the boat, kind of meek. I mean, that's what I... That's what, what I would think of, like, what Most people, said. yeah. Kind of the person that we don't always notice half the time, the person who mm -hmm. sweeps the floors and keeps mm -hmm. it clean so that when we come into the office, it's clean and not saying anything and just, just kind of going about doing the work or doing the things that need to be done, mm -hmm. that has to be done without looking for any type of accolade or recognition mm -hmm. and saying... Maybe I don't need a new outfit this week and I'm going to take this money because I've, every day I've passed this person on the street and they look like they really could use it better off than me. Is, does that mm -hmm. kind of come to mind a little bit? Meekness and humility, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of in terms of inheriting the earth, I guess, I, and I know that you wanted to skip past, but I really like that. In the sense of that, you're willing to just give it all up, but at the end of it, there is a reward for you. Mm -hmm. um, but not necessarily doing it with the intent of, I'm going to get a reward. But just because that's what we should do, because we mm -hmm. should just do some of these things because it's the likeness of Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Thanks mm -hmm. for that. <laughs> In what ways is the biblical definition of humility different from that of the world's? Honestly, I see, I, and there are probably more definitions in this, mm -hmm. um, but I really see two definitions of wisdom in the Bible. And okay. one of them is pretty much the worldly definition. Okay. It's um, the definition that when, Saul, when Solomon asks for wisdom, um, he asks for basically the ability to discern between good and, and, and bad, mm -hmm. to make decisions, discernment. 
and that's what the majority, well, not the majority, that's what all of the um, Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are. They're earthly wisdom for the most mm -hmm. part. Like, there are most people who would look at those and see them as wise sayings. Mm -hmm. um, and we, um, so just applying, discerning between good and evil. But the okay. other definition, okay. and to bring it back, <laughs> mm -hmm. the other definition I see that the Bible talks about, and this is what stands out for the Christians, is Christ. The Bible presents Christ as saying he's God's wisdom. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's really the difference between the world and the biblical definition is that the biblical, the biblical definition says, well, all that stuff you call wisdom uh -huh. originates from this person. Mm -hmm. And the world doesn't see it that way and sees that as foolish, which I'd like to get into 1 Corinthians at some point, but yeah. Go ahead and go to the verse. Oh, first, we, can, we can do yeah. that now? Meanwhile, yeah, mm -hmm. okay. I think, um, well, 1 Corinthians 1 is where I'd be going. Okay. But yeah. Go but no, the the element there, the defining element between the two is sacrifice. Mm -hmm. It's all good and well to know what's right and what's wrong and what's best and what's not best, what makes sense and what doesn't. But are you sacrificing anything? Mm -hmm. And that's, for me, the humility of of the Bible is in stark contrast. And that, in that definition, mm -hmm. um, there is no humility in the world. The world doesn't does not have a humility factor in it mm -hmm. because you don't really see, um, I mean, there is sacrifice on the part of, you know, nonprofit organizations who are not affiliated with religions or whatever, and they want to do good to benefit their, their fellow human being. Um, but even that is a sacrifice. They could be basketball players. They could be millionaire, you know, for-profit, you know. There is an element of sacrifice to me there that has to do with the, the world's definition of humility, mm -hmm. weak, unnoticeable, not important, mm -hmm. and the, the Lord's definition of humility, which is huge mm -hmm. um, and which makes a ton of difference and is based on, on the sacrificial love that we learn to have for each other through Christ. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing here is that there's a definite, am I safe to say that there's a definite relationship between humility and wisdom? Mm -hmm. Is there a relationship there between that? Would you say yes or no? Or what would you think about that? When I think about humility and wisdom, I think you have to be wise enough to know that you need to be humble and let God exalt you and not to exalt yourself. Mm -hmm. That's just my thought for it, that, it, that there is wisdom in humility. Um, well, I think there are different wisdoms. Um, okay. Like you said, you, you said two. Yeah. Uh -huh. Well, th those are more. just, I think there are more than just two, mm -hmm. but the, the two that I see define, anyway, yeah, I think there are different <laughs> wisdoms. Okay. Um, because, yeah, in, in 1 Corinthians, and I wouldn't have no idea where to start because I couldn't just read you the, the second half of this chapter. <laughs> um, but, and so I, I'd like to read some of it at some point. But okay. um, first, I'd just like to say, read 1 Corinthians, the first chapter, and it's going to talk about this, the contrast between worldly wisdom mm -hmm. and godly wisdom mm -hmm. and how godly wisdom is foolishness to worldly wisdom. Mm -hmm. And... But God takes the foolish things. God takes the low things. God takes the weak things and uses mm -hmm. those things to shame the wise things. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's this connection between God's humility mm -hmm. and him, like, using humble... St I mean, God's wisdom and using humble things. Um, but uh, the world doesn't usually do that. Go to the verses that you want to tell, talk to us about. <sighs> Where do you want to start? <laughs> Where do you want to start? Um, I guess I could start in, I mean, 1 Corinthians 1, I could start mm -hmm. with verse 23, okay. although it started 
earlier than this, but mm -hmm. we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who hear and are called, Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, the wisdom of God. But the foolishness of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Mm. Mm -hmm. And he'll go on to explain how God took the weak things of the world, the despised things. He took the things that are not um, to bring them, to bring to nothing the things that are. Mm -hmm. Like he's constantly going to the bottom. Mm -hmm. Christ came into mm -hmm. the a world of sin and became sin for us. Like he, he's constantly going to the lowest common denominator, right. humbling mm -hmm. and using that to exalt. Um, right. right. So in that sense, to end back to your question about humility and wisdom, the connection there, I feel, uh, in my personal opinion, is that the humility is the foundation that all the wisdom is built on, which is kind of exactly what, what you just said. If you're building a house, you need that foundation. It, the foundation is everything. The house will fall. But the foundation is the humility, and the humi humility is the cure for selfishness. Mm -hmm. So the, the divide there, I feel, is when um, the world teaches us, you need to do for yourself. You need to make your own decisions. You need to mm -hmm. get a good education. You need to choose your career based on how much money you're going to get. You need to, so that way you can get the house you want, you can get the car you want. You, 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 you. Mm -hmm. um, and in that, you, you're shooting yourself in the foot. There's you, when you're out there, out for yourself, if you, if you do it long enough for enough years, you lead yourself nowhere. You're in circles. And, it's, and the irony of being selfish is that you're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the humility keeps you from that. If you're humble, you, you can't, it kind of cancels it out. It's really, or, you, or you're thinking about yourself or you're not. And so when you learn not to think of yourself, to think of yourself last um, through the humility and then that, that springboards into the wisdom. Because you're thinking mm. of, you're humble enough to think of yourself last or to think of yourself, you know, um, less, then you're able to discern mm -hmm. the right way to interact with other people based on, based on that. And the wisdom, the heavenly wisdom comes because we are taking on the character of God mm -hmm. who constantly will lowest common denominator, put himself last, put himself in the uncomfortable situation or in the, the situation that requires sacrifice because he's thinking about <clears throat> other than himself. Mm -hmm. The world draws us to self. Mm -hmm. And all of these things, though we are saying, we're, well, sometimes we hear, oh, this person's so wise, it's always a drawback to self mm -hmm. often. Mm -hmm. But the true essence of humility and wisdom is always going back to him, mm -hmm. that all of it comes from him. Any exaltation will come from him. Any, anything that comes about comes from him and not from us doing to us or us lifting each other us up or us having some great advice or something of the sort. It's really all because of him mm -hmm. and what he's able to do through us if we can just lower ourselves enough, mm -hmm. just long enough maybe, <laughs> so that we can be used. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Thanks. And I really, I love that 1 Corinthians 1, 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Yeah. You got to read the whole chapter. The whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing is, is, is he's amazing. Going, he's going in. Yeah. Church and court. Like, right? Paul, Paul goes deep. Yeah. <laughs> Paul goes deep. In Deuteronomy 4, 6, God promised Israel that surrounding nations would come to admire them as a wise and understanding people. Mm. How do we pursue this kind of wisdom without it resulting in pride? Lisa, what do, you, what, do you, what do you got to say about that? In general, I think it's really hard to 
watch yourself like to not be prideful. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think um, even just from listening to the discussion so far, uh, one of the things that popped into my head is what do you do about the situations where, where sometimes you'll have somebody who will put others before you, mm -hmm. uh, before themselves, uh, but in the end it actually makes them feel good about themselves and then they, mm. they kind of they start going off of their own like mm. their own feeling like oh that made me feel good so I'm gonna do it again and then, then they start thinking about more about themselves than what they're actually doing um, so it's it's hard um, it, I, I don't I don't really know I mean it's it's a I guess the question to put out there if, if I'm able to put a question out there of course for once, <laughs> it's just like how, how would somebody deal with that like if I mean if how would you stop from bringing attention to yourself by putting others before you mm. I mean yeah. it's hard Mm. And that's what hmm. that's what I see with I mean, the original verse, um, James four ten, okay. mm -hmm. and talks about humbling yourself, and you'll be exalted. And so, like, how do you not say then, well, I want to be exalted, so I humble myself. <laughs> um, and that was the point of when I brought up my friend, mm -hmm. like that's what he saw in himself. I know I stopped the story there, but it wasn't like he was just like, yeah, I'm gonna get the earth. It was like he saw in himself then, like, oh wait. <laughs> like, like I'm the just, irony of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Do I do I just be meek so I can get the earth? Because like that, then there's that's, that's yeah, right. But that's what right. we're constantly shown is mm -hmm. go lower so you can get higher. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to balance it out. Yeah. How do you yeah. not want to go higher? Mm -hmm. Or is it is it okay to want to go higher? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Well. Go on, Vanessa. Go on. No, I I think it has to do with motive. We are so good at doing the right things for the wrong reasons, let me tell you. And I mean, all we need is to look at the Pharisees and the Sadducees and, and just yep. how, how um, pride can start so tiny and just completely corrupt us. So for me personally, I, I will always, um, I try to be in the habit of, of asking God to reveal my motives to me and correct mm -hmm. my motives if they need correcting. Mm -hmm. uh, we, I think as human beings, we sometimes forget that we're very complex. We're created mm -hmm. um, by Almighty God and, and, and in our brains and, and in our souls and just the way that, the, you know, the mind and the body and the spirit uh, coexist and, and, and as we be, just live our lives as who we are, um, the roots and the motives deep down sometimes we're not even really aware. Why did I do that? Or why didn't I do that? Or, you know, so I feel like God is, is, is the key checking in with him and allowing him to, to take inventory, take stock of your inner motives mm -hmm. and allowing and asking him to correct, which is, is scary. Mm -hmm. Because he will, <laughs> he will. And sometimes it's painful, but the pain of discipline is better than the pain of regret. So it's just and to answer that question, how, how can we, and you do, you do want to do more for God, you know, yes. as I've come here into, into the, to the job that I have now and opportunities present themselves before me, I do want to lift him up. I want to make him famous, um, but is it necessarily with my face on the camera or my name on the book or, you know, and just that's something that's a consistent, you have to continually do that because your nature is to want to be in big lights and and be known. But see, the, the thing is, why why does the Bible even say that, though? Like, say what? Say the exaltation part. Like, why doesn't the <laughs> Bible stop at the humble yourself? Mm -hmm. Why does it then give the... As the reason for... And you'll for. be exalted. Mm. Like, why... That's true. Why does it present it as, like, this reward? Um, if it's not something... Because those be are your choices. Up. Those are the choices you have. Humble, humble yourself. Either way, you're being exalted, right? Mm-hmm. But the... 
the human tendency to want to be exalted in itself, I wouldn't say is necessarily evil. What becomes evil is at what cost or by, from what point. So if you... Um, Who's exalting you? Who's exalting you? Or, or again, the, the, real the real reason why. The real reason why. I would love to get up in front of an auditorium of 10,000 people one day and all have them sit and look at me and listen to what I'm saying. Why? Because I want to tell them about Christ. Because I know they're hurting and I know they need him. And maybe I would be, you know, praise God. If I'm the voice or the tool or whatever, and if I'm not, it's okay with me. But in the end, I feel like the, much of the Bible is presenting us two options. This is your worldly option. This is your sinful nature option. This is, and you can't, you can't achieve it. You can get the fame. You can get the glory. You can get the money mm -hmm. and lose your life. Or lose your life, give your life away and okay. get a better reward. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Paul talks about that as well. Right. Yeah, that's true. Right. He talks he, about everything. He talks about everything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you give away your life and you'll gain it. And, right. that's, and that's the whole thing. That, that's a big part of it. So where are we going to live? What kind of life are we going to live here? Mm -hmm. Where do we want to go? Mm -hmm. um, the book, The Desire of Ages, says the Israelites fixed their hopes upon worldly greatness. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the choice. They had the choice to either stick with following God and receiving his exaltation at some point or his greatness or his, all the things that he laid out mm -hmm. or let the world lift you up and give you those things. Because like you said, Vanessa, you can attain those things. Sometimes we act as if if we don't follow Christ, then we're not going to get anything good. Mm -mm. I don't know about that. It may not be everlasting, <laughs> but, but here on this Earth, world, you may get some, yes. you may get, because yes. we sometimes wonder why do great things happen to some people that we deem as wicked or so forth in this right. whole... We can't see the end, but sometimes you might get that fame or that fortune mm -hmm. of those things that your book and your name and lights and you're now on Broadway and so forth, which if you're exalting God is not bad mm -hmm. within itself, but if you're just feeding off of the world mm -hmm. and letting them give it to you and you lose perspective, it becomes something dangerous. And so I like what you said before and, and what I'm hearing you all say, we have to check our motives. But I don't, I don't know. Something doesn't. Something, <laughs> I yeah, I agree with the. I'm not saying I disagree with the motive thing, mm -hmm. but just like something doesn't sit right with me about the exaltation part. Does anyone else feel that like, like? I don't. Think, like I, sh I don't know. And I don't think that it. The way we read the Bible, is not necessarily what it's saying. So, for example, humble yourself and you will be exalted. Is not here. This should be your motive. You should humble yourself so that you can be exalted. But literally, it is but, it is but, a natural, Christ, Christ a natural occurrence it. of what happens. It's just explaining an A B relationship. But Christ gives an example uh -huh. where you, he says, if you come, if you're invited to um, a dinner, mm -hmm. don't sit at the head of the table mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. someone better than you may come and be like, oh, this is my seat. But go sit at the end of the table mm -hmm. so that the person will come and be like, oh, you don't belong way down here. Mm -hmm. And so why, why does the Bible keep doing that? Why does the Bible keep, <laughs> the Bible doesn't just stop at humble yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. The Bible keeps saying, humble yourself so that mm -hmm. you can be exalted. Yeah. Again, I feel, my personal belief is, is it's, it's the wording is, is difficult, but the underlying principle, the foundational principle is that uh, explaining the cause and effect. If you choose the highest seat for yourself, there's no higher you can go. If you choose the lowest seat 
someone may come and tell you to go to the head of the table or someone may not. But there's, if you choose it for yourself, there's no room for the goodness of God to come in and lift you up any higher than you in your own wisdom as a human being have set yourself. So it's not like be good so you can get good things, but it's like be good so you can leave room for God's to move in your life and, and lift you up. Mm -hmm. Kind of a cause and effect. It's a natural occurrence. There's no, there's no one who humbles themselves before God and stays this small and doesn't have Lord enlarge my territory or doesn't have, end up having increased influence and increased, um, increased recognition because that's just the nature of it, of an outpouring of that initial decision to be lowly. And, and for me, sometimes I think of it also in a little bit of a different perspective that some of these things of the exaltation may not even necessarily be what we find we listed, lifted yeah. up high upon some stool somewhere or into the sky on some uh, some billboard. Right. Some of it may be the ability to have that peace that he is he is taking you. You're you're able to be at such a place. But even if I don't get the riches and so forth, I'm at peace and I'm still able to to live. I'm still able to be happy. I'm still mm -hmm. able to give even though that my clothes may be a little bit raggedy all the way to the end, that at some point that the good in this is just, I love him, I'm able to have peace in this, mm -hmm. I'm not getting everything right now, mm -hmm. but I know that he loves me, he's promised a place for me, and I just can't wait to see him. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's not even necessarily to this point, because I get that. I, 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 I think we've all dealt with that in a little bit, and I've just come to the point sometimes where I'm just like, I'm not gonna get anything. <laughs> it's just not... I'm not expecting anything. Mm -hmm. I may go and give somebody something and I don't, I'm not expecting anything back. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it really just because at this point, I love him, mm -hmm. whatever he has for me, he's already promised a whole bunch of stuff. I don't know when I'll see it or at what point. And, but I know that it's coming it, mm -hmm. at some point. I know it's coming. And for me, my best, the best exaltation or the best reward I'm going to get is just being able to curl up in his lap and, right? and just, you know, just snuggle up and say, hey, seriously, thanks, God. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> thanks, Holy Spirit. This is what you look like, you know, for real type of thing. So I, I don't think of it necessarily as just right here and right at this moment in mm -hmm. this present time, but it's just so much bigger and greater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, I, I'm, I'm loving this. Um, we just have a little bit of time left, but give us a couple of practical ways that you can nurture a spirit of humility in the soul. So everybody can give one or two practical ways. I know mm -hmm. it's kind of tough, but practical. Uh, practically, I'd say study, study the life of Christ. Mm -hmm. um, and they've brought up other examples of studying stuff in the Bible that mm -hmm. brings up humility. But for me, yeah, study Christ and you'll, you'll, you'll see the, what, you'll start to, foster that in you. He'll start to bring out the want mm -hmm. to, to be like him. I, I think, and I think that actually sums it up well. It Keep is. our eyes focused, study on Christ. Everything else will come out of that. Mm -hmm. But if we just have to study and really take the time to develop and foster that relationship. I want to thank you all so much. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org theletteru.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Janelle Phillip.